Welcome to the BNR Ministry. This is Questions with Pastor Todd Bernard. Today we're going to look at this question, do believers still possess this sinful nature? This is important because it plays a role in our identity and who we are. And so in order for us to understand, we have to look at some precepts. So what is sin? In Greek, sin revolves around two large concepts. The first one is transgression. Transgression means to step across or to go beyond a set of boundaries or limits. In other words, is breaking God's law, being in rebellion against God's command. The second concept of sin is missing the mark. So, for example, God created laws for us to to live by and to follow laws being our mark to accomplish. But we miss the mark. We break God's law. And this is considered sin. So when we live a life that is not pleasing to God or not fulfilling our purpose, God has for our life. This is sin as well. So sin is us breaking God's law and being in rebellion of God's commands and missing the mark of pleasing God with our life. And first John three, four says, whoever commits sin transgress against the law for sin is the transgression of the law. So sin deals directly with breaking the law of God or missing the mark. Why was laws created in the first place? Laws were created to bring order from chaos. In Romans 7, 12, therefore the law is holy and the commandments holy, just, and good. So first off, the law brings order because God's laws are spiritual, holy, just, and good. If there was no law, we would not know what good is. Or bad is the breaking of the law brings about sin. So when we break the law, it brings sin and the wages of sin is death. Death is described in the Bible as separation between you and God because we are born without a Holy Spirit. So we cannot communicate with God. We cannot keep his laws. We automatically miss his mark. This brings me to uh, sinful nature. What is sinful nature? It deals nature. Let's break this down. We know what sin is. It's the transgressions against the law. So nature deals with your character traits. It's something that you automatically do. It's part of who you are just as your hand is a part of you. It deals with your behavior. So, for example, a cat nature is to meow. A dog's nature is to bark. A fish nature is to swim. It's not uh, the fish nature to fly. His, he will never learn to fly. His nature is to swim. It's all that you do. It's your full capacity to sin. It's something that you are slaves to. It's you are ruled by it uh, because when you are a slave to something, it's all that you do and you will obey its very command, every command, and you will not have no say in it. You have no choice in the matter, just as the cat cannot decide to bark 
he will never learn to bark. A sinful nature is a person who automatically go against God's laws. It's all that he knows how to do. He, he does not have a choice in the matter. He is a slave by it. And, and, and no matter how hard he tries or a, a non-believer tries, uh, he will continue to go against God's law. Uh, this is a overwhelming urge, right, to do nothing but sin against God's law, right? And when you do good, it's tainted by our selfishness. You have no choice in the matter but to go against God's law. This is what a sinful nature is. We go against God's laws automatically because of Adam's original disobedience of God's command. And since we come from Adam, we are imputed with this sinful nature. We are born separated from God. We are born in death because we do not possess the spiritual uh, nature of God. We have no communication with God. We do not even understand his words nor his laws. And quite frankly, if we uh, uh, he does not uh, do something to our heart. Right. If God does not do anything to our heart, we will never have an urge to please him on our own simply because we have no communication with him or no relationship with the father. The law is what keeps us bound to this sin. How are we set free from this sinful nature? So this is the meat of the question. So let's get this straight. A non-believer, right, has a sinful nature and the only thing he can do is sin. If that's his nature, he can't do anything else. He can't please God. He can't understand God's word. He can't follow God's laws without God doing something first in his heart to change his nature. So in, 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 in Romans 6, 15, Paul asks a question. He says, shall we continue to sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Uh oh. We see something happening here. A non-believer is under the law of God and has a capacity to do nothing but sin, to go against that law. But Paul says we are not under the law, but under grace. And Romans six seventeen says, thanks be to God that through you used to be slaves to sin. Oh, oh, okay. So that capacity to do nothing but sin, right? You have come to obey from your heart the patterns of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Verse 18 says, you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. So it's a transgression. Uh, I mean, a trans uh, what's the word trans uh, translation going on here because Paul used the word you used to be slave to sin. To be a slave means your nature was sinful. 
Paul says, you're not under the law, which the breaking of the law brings about sin. So what happened that sets us free from this capacity to do nothing but sin? And Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So this is a transition from a believer Right. Who has faith in Jesus Christ in his death, burial, resurrection and believe in his heart and confess with his mouth, repent of his sins and we will be saved. So what takes place when we are saved through faith? In Romans 6, 3, it says, didn't you know that all of us who were baptized in Christ Jesus into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was risen from the dead through the glory of the father, we too may live a new life, may live a new life. So we get this new life by having faith in Jesus Christ. And being baptized um, into Jesus Christ. See, in the Old Testament, baptism was done by water for repentance of sin. But John the Baptist in Acts says, I baptize with water, but he who comes before me will baptize with the spirit. This baptism of the spirit takes place as soon as you uh, have faith in your heart and believe that Jesus died on the cross. This is called regeneration. You are being reborn. See, Nicodemus, a uh, Pharisee of the Jewish ruling council, asks Jesus a very important question. We know that you are uh, from God because you do all these miracles, but how do we enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus said, the only way you can enter the kingdom of God is to be reborn. And Jesus uh, said that this is done by spirit and water. So as soon as you have faith in Jesus, you are being reborn, meaning that you are being baptized into Jesus' death. In Romans 6, 5, for if we have been united with him, in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Verse 6, we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves, that sinful nature, to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. So our old self has been crucified, which means our old life, our sinful nature, the capacity to do nothing but sin has died with Christ. Because uh, through your faith, uh, you have been buried 
and resurrected with God. In Romans 6, 8 says, now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was risen from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. So God, so Jesus died to, to, to deal with sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In verse 11, it says, it says, in the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin range in your mortal bodies so that you obey its desires. So now we see the transition is in complete. It's being completed, not in it's in the completion process. It's being completed because we are in Christ and have faith in Christ. So we died with Christ to the law. So now the law has no power over us and the life we live, we live in Jesus Christ. So now we see that Paul says at the end of verse 11, do not let sin range in your mortal bodies so that you obey its desires. This brings me to the last point, just because we are set free from our old sinful nature doesn't mean that sin does not exist just because we do not have a sinful nature anymore does not mean we cannot sin. We still have uh, uh, we 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 still uh, have a free will. We have the option now to follow God or to be enslaved by sin. It's our choice. See, uh, this is. We have an opinion. We have a choice in the matter now. We must not have this capacity to do nothing but sin, because if we have a sin nature, the only thing we can do is sin. Even in our good, it is tainted by our selfishness. But because we are set free from sin because of Jesus. Right. He has set us free from this nature as well so that now we can please God because before we could not our nature has changed the sinful nature does not rule right over our bodies any longer that does not mean that we cannot sin it means that we are not controlled by sin any longer Jesus dealt with sin once and for all on the cross this is why in Romans 6, 17, Paul asks, since we are not under the law, but under grace, does that mean we continue to sin? Well, no, we have a choice now. We are not ruled by this sinful nature. This sinful nature is no longer uh, 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 mastery over us. We're not enslaved of it anymore. It's not ruling our nature. It's not something that we, that's the only thing that we can do. We know this by in Romans 7, 15 through 25, where uh, Paul describes the, the, the struggles he has when it comes to following God because of our flesh was prone to sin 
for so long. We live uh, and, 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 and we experience the pleasures of sin. This is why it's hard for us to follow God because of our flesh, because of this world and because of the spiritual powers of evil forces in the heavenly places. So the answer to your question, do believers still possess a sinful nature? No, you do not possess a sinful nature. You are not controlled by that nature to do nothing but sin. You are not ruled by sin any longer because through Jesus Christ, you have been set free because of your faith. So just because we do not have uh, this sinful nature does not mean that we cannot sin. That does not mean that at all. We see this through Paul's description in Romans 7. And we also see this in Genesis with Adam. Because we know that Adam was made perfect. He had the Holy Spirit. He was, uh, you know, he, 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 he was made perfect, right? But he... Uh, he did not have a sinful nature. We know that, but he still had the opportunity to sin because we know that's what he did. He still sinned when he did not have this nature. So because of our sinful nature, not being in effect any longer, doesn't mean that it kills our, uh, sin. We still prone to sin, right? So see, Jesus death on the cross reinstated all that we lost. It put us back to our original intent. But since we live in the world, since we have experienced the pleasures of sin and that we are in the kingdom of darkness and we are prone to sin, we're going to sin. We are not controlled by sin any longer. That does not mean that uh, we will never sin. It just means that our sinful nature, what we were controlled to do uh, to be enslaved by sin is no longer in effect in us. But we still prone to sin. I hope you get that. So uh, this is my time, guys. This is questions. Listen, check this out. If you have any questions, any questions, you can send your questions to Todd Bernard, that's T-O-D-D-B-A-R-N-A-R-D, at B-N-R Ministry, M-I-N-I-S-T-E-R dot com. Again, that's Todd Bernard at B-N-R Ministry dot com. And we will answer your questions uh, as they start coming in. Until next time, you guys be blessed. And remember, Jesus loves you.